You are listening to Work Human Radio, where we talk to authors, researchers, and business leaders about the latest trends making work more human around the globe. You are enjoying our special edition coverage recorded live from Nashville, Tennessee, and Work Human 19. And now, here are today's hosts. All right. Good afternoon and welcome back to Work Human Radio. I'm your host, Tosh Nick, joined by my friend and colleague, Mike Wood. Uh, thank goodness we were not recording our pre-show banter. <laughs> Someday that yes. will come out in the archives, bootleg stuff. But uh, no, these are two the of secret the, tapes. The secret tapes. Uh, seriously, this is going to be a, a really interesting, I'm sure fun, but yet impactful conversation. I'm, I'm looking forward It'll to it. It'll at least be fun. It may not be interesting. But <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? That we're not interested? No, no, no. Well, Tim is. So, okay. you may yeah. Yeah. We're joined today by Tim Sackett. He's the president of HRU Technical Resources and Chris Bailey, director of people and organization with PwC. Tim, Chris, gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank Thanks. you. He's, I'm the American. He's the sexy one, uh, the British guy. British it. guy who lives in I'll the Cayman Islands. So yeah. if you uh, want to get away on radio, no one can see that coming. <laughs> 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 um, so Tim, I want to start with you. Like, if you kind of look at, you know, you if people don't know, Tim is the uh, foremost expert on workplace hugging. Yeah, now, I know. Yeah, there's lots of different types out there. I mean, if you look through the whole kaleidoscope of of the different ways you could hug someone, so. You know, we have to ask, how has the Me Too movement changed workplace hugging? Oh, gosh. After Obama left office, you would think, uh, you know, there was a huge change. But uh, the reality is the hugging thing still plays, right? Because, um, and I, I go out on stage and I'll tell people like, okay, I'm the, I'm the middle-aged white guy talking about hugging in the workplace during the Me Too movement. Like, this doesn't play out well. <laughs> but it still does because... Again, we have to have limits. We have to know. The reality is, is most employees still, I mean, I got to say most. I'm, what I find is that either you're a hugger or you're a non-hugger. And that hasn't changed with the Me Too movement, right? You still have people that want to come in and hug. You still have people that don't want to hug. Um, and so, I, you know, the whole thing started because I had, I was at a conference speaking and an HR lady, um, we were at dinner and had a couple cocktails. Um, Are you and, sure you want to tell the story? <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, you know, we, I, we, I, I'm a hugger, so I'm, and she was a hugger, and we, and we had hugged before, and so I went to go give her a hug goodbye, and she gave me a kiss right on the mouth. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I write, <laughs> I write every single day on my blog, and I'm like, I can't write about her. I don't want to blow that relationship up. It was very valuable to me. And so the, I wrote the, the rules of workplace hugging, which you can just Google it. You can yeah, find it. Don't so. kiss on, on the mouth. mouth. Yeah. <laughs> It should looking. be rules about that. <laughs> but Tim, you know, uh, taking that almost to a more serious level, I mean, th th this movement does has spooked some people about sure. how to change their workplace behavior. Talk about that in general terms. I mean, there's, we are talking about being human here, and to some extent, I mean, I'm an emotional guy, and and I want to, I want to be close, and I want to be intimate in the terms of I want to be close friends with people mm -hmm. that I'm working with. <sighs> How do you, where do you draw the line and where, where you can still be, uh, still express your humanity, but not cause any problems or cross any lines? You know, I, again, I've been in HR for like 20 plus years. I've never had an issue because for me, it's, I'm very transparent. Um, if, if I go to hug somebody, again, like one of the rules was, you know, you have to know the other person's a hugger as well. I'm not going to go and hug somebody that doesn't want to be hugged. Um, it, and I, and I do think like, 
um, through this whole entire like kind of process of this, you have so many guys who are like freaking out about it and like everything they say or everything they do is like completely, they try to wash it out. You know what? For me, that's like the creepy dudes, right? <laughs> like right, right. You, there's a reason they're scared because they know that they've been doing it inappropriately before. For all the dudes that I know that were t- completely fine with it, they don't have issues. They're can still they're doing the na- the normal stuff. They're continuing to kind of be who they are, knowing that they're not being creepy. I've, I've had people tell me like you're the only guy in the world that can go on stage and talk about workplace hugging who's a middle aged white guy, and it doesn't come across creepy. <laughs> it, it does. It no, <laughs> and it does. I mean, we're not talking about HR ladies gone wild here. I mean, we're, we're this is. I mean, we're talking about this, these are real people in a workplace that have emotions and feelings. I mean, it, it's. I think it's good to express that in some way shape or form but you, i mean it's just is it this simple as expressing common sense it is yeah yeah i mean but the hard part is what we know as hr professionals is that a lot of our employees don't have common sense and so then you have to start defining out what common sense actually says from that standpoint um and that becomes really difficult so got it so chris let's turn the uh, conversation to you a little bit um as long uh, as it's not about hugging we're good <laughs> it's gonna be fine sugar okay. cookie <laughs> that's my little nickname for you buddy um, now I, you are lucky Me enough too. to be based out of the cayman islands uh-huh. um it is a beautiful place um has the me too movement stretched there like what issues are hr people kind of uh looking at in the caribbean that's an interesting one. I think the, the Me Too movement is global. You can't escape it where, anywhere you go. Um, and Cayman is, is a small village. We've, there's only 50,000 in the population, 25,000 in the workforce. And, and our issues are exactly the same as issues in corporate America. Um, we have talent issues. We have um, diversity requirements. Um, but you know, we don't have issues at hugging at work. <laughs> you know, um, occasionally you tell people off for hugging from behind, but <laughs> otherwise, I mean, you know, you, you talk, I'm here with people, we've come with a big contingent this year from the Cayman Islands, there's, there's yes. kind of 13, 13 of us down there. And Is the got, island still running? Yeah. <laughs> Not really, no, we're all here, <laughs> HR's gone mad in the island, but we've got everyone from uh, the owners of a grocery store right way through to, you know, people from PwC, and they all have very different problems, um, but also different but similar in that respect, because we, we've got all the major banks in the, in the world that are in the Cayman Islands, so you've got people from a real corporate professional level right down to blue-collar workers and service. So our issues are the same, and Me Too movement doesn't escape anybody. Um, I, I just feel from a... At what point... Where's the line where it's, where it's Me Too versus everything else that's going on? And, you know, we're practicing diversity. We're hearing so much thing. You know, one of the one of the the issues that we all face, um, whether we're male, female, whatever, as HR leaders, professionals, the issue we face with Me Too is that we have to investigate. And what Me Too wants to say is to say, hey, everybody who says that they were harassed or they were whatever, they're speaking the truth. Well, what we know as HR people, that's not necessarily the truth. There's people that are not going to be the truth. And again, it might be a very tiny, minute percentage that actually lie about that stuff, right? And that's mm-hmm. an awful thing that happens. But as HR professionals, we know that that actually is the truth. And so that we have to go through the full investigation and figure out what is true, what is not true. And that becomes like the most difficult piece because as HR pros, you want to go, no, I believe every single person who comes forward. But if we've been in this like job long enough, we know that's not the truth, yeah. you know, unfortunately. Yeah, Chris, expand on, on this idea, though. I mean, you represent a large 
international global brand with thousands and thousands of employees. And then there's that grocery store, right, with just <laughs> yeah. a few people. How do you, I mean, are there different rules for those two types of organizations or is the concepts and the hugging rules and all that, are those all consistent no matter the type or size of an organization? They shouldn't be any different. Right. It's the same problem that we're facing. It's just how you're dealing with it different ways. So from a culture perspective, I, my talk today was on um, uh, how digital is affecting uh, corporate culture, but the same issues keep, keep arising. And I open with don't be a jerk. Like is is that is that is that the simplistic form of, of how, how to get corporate culture? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in some ways it is, but in other ways we have all this new technology that's pushing uh, culture in different ways and shapes and forms, especially from driving efficiencies. And people are scared about losing their jobs through automation. And and then you put you know a, a diversity and inclusion and and me too as a package over the top of that. And at the moment you've got a workplace that's massively confused from from what to do and where to go. And the biggest section of that workplace is a sixty is, is growing area is, is a mill mature workforce and the biggest age of the population is 65 plus the biggest part of the workforce is millennials and so if you're still a company that's talking about millennials in the workplace you're so like 10 years ago and mm -hmm. you need to be kicked <laughs> very hard um but you know the the communication starts between the more mature people in our workforce and now the people coming in and on what they believe about me too versus um the people that have been there for god knows how long and you know, what was right and wrong in the 70s when these people entered the workforce versus what is right and wrong now? That's the cultural question that you're kind of having to sort of really come together and look at. And you can't be constantly looking to, um, you know, point out, you know, the little, like, um, microaggressions and all this stuff, mm. like, left and right. You know, you got to let people be people. I mean, you give them a chance to succeed. You don't want to give them, a, like, a first-class ticket on the Titanic where it's just going to go, like... <laughs> Thanks for that. You know, it's going to go right down. So I love that we are, you know, coming together to talk about all this, but also being realizing that people are human, that we can make mistakes and learn from them together. Yes. So. End of interview. Thanks very much, Mike. That was good. Um. <laughs> That's all the time we have for today. <laughs> So, uh, I, I, so you guys have been to a bunch of work humans. Yeah. Um, what do you think about this whole movement taking off? And I, I mean, I'm not trying to self-plug, but like I am. Yeah. So like what no. do you think about how, you know, we've gotten more and more people that are interested in creating better places? So for me, this is HR candy completely, <laughs> right? Um, I mean, it's, it's amazing when you, when you get people in because we have so many conferences. And to me, what's brilliant about WorkHuman is it's all about great content first. First, second, and third. You know, there's mm -hmm. never a part where you feel like, oh, my gosh, you're being sold to. You know, in every conference, and there's so many conferences now, we get so, they're so, it's so convoluted and frustrated with individuals trying to figure out where should I go. And I get, like on my blog, I get asked that all the time. What are the best conferences? And WorkHuman was designed perfectly and they say, we're going to give just the best content period and we hope that it works out. And Global Force now WorkHuman, when they did that, it was, a, it was a big swing that ended up being a grand slam, right? Because it's so hard to do and I don't know if anybody can replicate, but the reason it worked is because the content was always first, second, and third. It was never about how do we convert these people to sales. And again, I know there's probably leadership, you know, at work human going, wait a minute, we have to do that as well. And that'll happen, right? Because it, because what it is, it's the best of content marketing, which is, hey, great, great content, great content, great content. And oh, by the way, this will turn into people going, oh, by the way, we need to look at that product because it's really great. 
no one else is even close. And again, I know it's a huge investment. It's five years in already. Mm-hmm. And you really have to have a vision to get out there for this. And to me, I, I again, I talk to so many people that are like practitioners coming here for the first time, third time, fourth time. They've seen nothing like this anywhere else. And so that's awesome. Good, yeah. good, because I'm, I'm part of the team that goes through all of the... <laughs> no, I, I'm part of the team that goes through all the submissions. And I'll, I'll, I'll let people know out there that we had close to 600 yeah. submissions to speak this yeah. year. By the way, I'm not speaking. Uh, I got turned down. Yep. Um, for the fifth year in a row. <laughs> well, you need to up your game. Yeah. So, <laughs> seriously, Tim, what are you doing? Well, what we're trying to do is we're, we're trying to find people that aren't speaking everywhere else. Mm. And I know we have some yeah. people that have spoken at Sherm. Like Brene yeah. Brown's coming back. She's speaking at Sherm yeah. later this She's year. She's awesome. Yeah. But she's awesome. Mm-hmm. So what we're trying to do is constantly find those people that have have a unique voice, and we're trying to kind of put fire to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because I mean, it was my first time last year, and it was such a refreshing place to come and be and talk to different people about that. I went back and said, right, okay, I need to bring people from here. And then we had the conversation probably in the bar, um, <laughs> probably that was <laughs> over, the, over several gin and <laughs> over tonics. several gin and tonics. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> And we talked about you know how many people internationally are coming. Now it wasn't just because the basketball was on this weekend in the Big Ten, but and Tennessee lost unfortunately. Right. But uh, never mind. That, yeah. I'm sure they And they're well. not Big Ten. And Sorry, I'm from <laughs> anyway, but it's a big. You've got the biggest contingent of international delegates at this particular conference five years in. So to Tim's point, it's working. The, the the ingredients you're putting together to put on a conference that actually engages people with some real content and they get a chance to meet and talk to people in the whole. We were laughing about the you know high human you know, high, you know the human piece of it, but actually I don't I don't go to any of the conferences where people will actually sit down and we we sat at the table for lunch today over there and everybody who sat down started talking to us. That yeah. doesn't happen where anywhere else. Where you're from? How, where you're from? how, yeah. how many times you've been to work human? Almost mm-hmm. like it's a badge of honor. Yep. Have you been to five? Wow, big clap. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That community aspect is is our favorite part of it. Yeah. And, um, because I'm a huge nerd, I took the <laughs> registration data of everybody that's registered and I put it into Google Maps just to see where people are coming from. Yeah. And it's actually really easy to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's like people all over. We got all continents here except Antarctica. doesn't count. Um, and we even have like a random guy from the some Fiji island that I've never heard of. And I'm just all, looking at it. All 50 states for sure? Oh, I don't know about states. I'm talking countries. Well, I know, but I, I mean, but have you did that? Uh, we'll just say yes. Yeah, we'll just say <laughs> yes. Yes, <laughs> everybody's represented, Tim. It's a, it's a kaleidoscope. Uh, of thanks for states. dropping that question on me. <laughs> but there are people. And I, data. I just yeah. didn't do that one. And I saw on Twitter, um, some woman was saying that she flew 23 hours to mm. be at this conference, and th- like, wow. I'm like, wow. Okay, we are doing something right. If if people are. I don't know how the guy from Fiji got here. I got to find him so I can yeah. find out. Probably like, a plane. I was going to say a plane would be yeah. in his. Uh, <laughs> okay, probably a plane. Uh, not not a raft. <laughs> Definitely didn't row here. I'm thinking. I'm thinking plane. <laughs> Guys, uh, we're running low on time, and we have other things we got to get get working towards. Uh, but uh, let me close with this. I ask, I'll ask each of you this. Uh, uh, after all these years of this great event, and as we all learn about this idea of working human, and, and it's of course been an integral part of, of your all's work for for a long, long time. What's the next big frontier in this work human movement? Tim, I'll start with you. To me, I think it's performance. I, th- I still, and it's one of the things I've seen this year that I didn't see in previous years is that we're starting to tie all of the great stuff that work human did in terms of content back to. We're going to drive performance in organizations in a really in a in a way that doesn't kill our people, in a way that uplifts our people, in a way. To me, the future of performance comes back to it's almost it's the Jerry Maguire kind of um, position, right? Where you go, 
if I'm Rod and I have a guy like in Jerry that he only cares about me being better, and if that's my boss, and the whole thing in his life is to make sure I do great, then I'm going to do great. And I think that's what we need leaders to do and not control and not to try to you know, command. It's more of how do I help you be great? To me, that's the, the great part. Mm-hmm. Chris, what about you? I, I agree with that, and I think it's also taking it one step further. Every conference you go to, people tell you how bad it is or how, how something is wrong. And they're very good at going, this, this is what's not right in, in corporate America. This is not right in our businesses. But very rarely do you leave with a solution. And so I think, and we've talked about this out there, we, we, we want to see more solution-driven content. Like I want to be able to walk around and go, they told me how I could fix that. So yeah, I get what's wrong. Yeah, I get we need to be human, but I also want to walk away going, brilliant. That problem that I had, I went and saw that speaker and I walked away and went, yes, they gave me the fix. And Mike, let me put you on the spot. What do you think is the next big frontier in the, in the work human movement? I think um, as we are, are getting bigger and, and meeting more people, um, finding out how we can change the overall performance management mm. to being more of a, you know, kind of a real-time feedback, more conversations, more, um, more of, of companies that are, are caring about their employees enough to invest in solutions that will help them stay, like teaching people why they stay is essentially like the biggest thing that that I hear all the time is that is that you know our customers when when people are giving each other different uh gratitude awards it helps remind them about the good things that they're doing because there are times when you're wondering where you stand and it, once you start feeling weird about like whether I'm going I I'm in a good place at this company you start thinking down all the bad things that you could be doing, and, yeah. and you don't need people to do that. So we're all in this together, and I think um, I'm just amazed at where this has gone. Even Work Human Radio, we were on the top of an escalator two years ago. Um, <laughs> yeah, we were stuck in an abandoned alcove on year one, <laughs> yeah. and now yeah. we got the, uh, the, you know, the, the Mike Wood Theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah we got, the, we got the, uh, a glass cube, um, <laughs> cage of emotion. <laughs> Uh, here, so um, uh, hopefully it's even better next year. So yeah, um, right. I encourage everybody to subscribe to the podcast and also to find Chris Bailey and Tim Sackett on Twitter. Follow them and all their great content. Uh, where else can we find you guys? Instagram, Chris Bailey eight eight eight. TimSackett.com. Uh, I mean, you can Google Tim Sackett. There's me and there's a truck driver chaplain. as Tim Sackett. I am <laughs> wait, not. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, I'm, I'm not the. Guy. I'm wait. not the truck driver chaplain. But the it was truck so driver it, chaplain. It would be so cool if I was the same guy. That would be so awesome. Wait, so he travels around to truck stops and he he ministers to the truck <laughs> yeah. drivers. That's, that's gonna be awesome. far more interesting than your stuff. Right? Yeah, For yeah. sure. I'm going. Well, that that's guy. like the Buddhist monk we had. <laughs> right? uh, uh, the, the urban monk we had. <laughs> yes. And now I go I'm to still other. Connected to that guy. Yeah. So we we had Pandit Dasa. He's an urban monk and now i went to a conference in canada the hrpa conference and you they had the famous? urban buddhist monk Duh. not to be confused with the urban monk <laughs> <laughs> it's just, so as the as the movement gets bigger maybe we'll see more urban monks i maybe. suspect we will all right tim Sackett with hru technical resources and chris bailey with pwc gentlemen as always uh, great to be with you thanks for making some time it's a pleasure. Thank thank you. thanks y'all all right well that's all the time we have for today on behalf of all of us at work human and work human radio thank you for tuning in and listening todd and mike signing off from nashville for today but we'll look forward to our coverage picking back up tomorrow we'll see you then work human radio is brought to you by work human work human helps make work more human for millions of people and organizations worldwide. Learn more by visiting workhuman.com and join the work human movement 
by following us on Facebook, Twitter, and the Work Human Community Forum on LinkedIn. Thanks again for listening to Work Human Radio.